Welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff. So glad you're here. We're empowering you to live a healthier life. That's what we try to do with this podcast. Now, you might have heard the phrase, sitting is the new smoking. Yes, inactivity can be just as detrimental to our body as smoking. So ask yourself this question. Are you moving enough? Most Americans are not. Today, we're talking about simple ways to incorporate more movement into our life with Ben Reuter. He's a Ph.D., exercise physiologist, and university professor out of Pittsburgh. He is a lifetime mover and athlete who's delved into the world of podcasting with the Move to Live podcast, and he believes movement should be treated as a lifestyle, not just an activity. Welcome, Ben Reuter. Thanks for joining us. So it's, Robin, thanks for having I'm me. I'm so glad you're here. So it is something that we just don't do enough of, yet it's so simple to do. And I don't know why, but many Americans maybe don't see the connection between moving their body on a daily basis and their overall health. What can happen if we don't move enough, Ben? Well, I think you can look at it two different ways or from two different avenues. You can look physically and you can also look psychologically. There's a fairly strong body of evidence out there that you can really maintain your quality of life and have the ability to do things from the movement standpoint. And if you talk to people as they age, their biggest fear is losing their ability to take care of themselves, their ability to to move. They don't want to have to rely on somebody else. And when you see elderly people who have difficulty moving, typically it's not something that they woke up one day. It's like, oh my God, I can't get up and down the stairs of my house. It's more along the lines of it's just been a gradual effect. So I think that the from the physical aspect, what can happen is long term, you can you lose your ability to do what you want to do. Psychologically or mentally, I think it's a great way to help maintain mental health. In no way am I a mental health expert, but I do know that walking and engaging in uh, aerobic activity can have a beneficial health, uh, excuse me, a beneficial effect on your outlook on life. So I think if we don't do these things, we're not maximizing our quality of life. And I think if you ask anybody, life is great, but a really high quality of life is even better. That is absolutely true. And I know my whole life I've been involved in athletics and fitness. And even now just being home more, I'm trying to make sure I get out and walk and get some fresh air. And it just feels so good. And I always say the hardest part is just getting your sneakers on. Sometimes it's just easy to get kind of stuck. You're sitting on the couch or watching a show. You get wrapped up in something. Next thing you know, the day is gone. And you've missed that opportunity to get your body moving. And there are many ways to incorporate movement into our life. So many people are home now with COVID much more than ever before. And they're sitting at their kitchen table doing work, or perhaps they have an office in their house, or they're just not getting out as much. And at their desk, they could be doing a little bit more. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think there's a few things that we can do if we're, if we're stuck at home and, and, and working from home. I think the first thing is be aware of where you are as far as working, if, you, if you're sitting down or if you're in an easy chair, maybe set a timer or buy an hourglass that, uh, that lasts 15 or 20 minutes so you can get up and move every 15 to 20 minutes. So what that would mean is it doesn't mean you do a workout every 10 or 
15 minutes. What it means is after 15 minutes or 20 minutes or maybe it's 25 minutes, you know, you notice the timer has run down. And what you do is maybe that you walk up and down the stairs or maybe you do 10 push-ups or maybe you do 10 jumping jacks or you just do a few yoga poses. The idea is you don't get yourself in that stagnant position that all of us have been in if we've had to sit in a car for a long period of time or travel on an airplane. And we get up and all of a sudden we, uh, and this is kind of a colloquial term, which my girlfriend doesn't like, but we feel all stove up or we just feel stiff and not really good about how, how we're uh, moving. So if we break up our sitting aspect or our working aspect into work bouts, and then we get up and we move for ten, for a few minutes, we can often reduce the soreness, the stiffness, the uncomfortableness we get from long periods of time of working without moving. You're also a big advocate of the stand-up desks, and they can be a little pricey, so you can also use a box or anything to get your computer up higher or your work up higher so you can stand during your day. Now, I got my husband one of these. He uses it all the time. He stands throughout the entire day, and he said he just feels so much better, easier on your back, and just feel like you're you're doing something. You're changing weight from foot to foot, and you're just kind of moving a little bit more, just, just doing your work. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Some of these standing desks can be very pricey, raising, ranging from a couple hundred dollars to the more deluxe ones, a couple thousand dollars. But you don't need to do that. And for some people, standing may not be comfortable. My suspicion is if you look around the house, you may have a, a counter or an island in your kitchen that might be the right height. I know my girlfriend stands at the kitchen counter. I have high counters, and she's relatively short in stature, so it works out well for her. <laughs> uh, I, know in my, I know in my dad, when I first suggested to my dad, his comment was, I'm not going to buy spend that kind of money but he does have a uh, and people will laugh at this he has a cardboard box that periodically he'll put his laptop on and the cardboard box will go on the desk and the laptop will go on the cardboard box and he'll be able to work standing up so if we use a little bit of ingenuity you uh, we're able to try it out and if we find we like it then maybe you justify that investment in a standing desk and, you know, you mentioned people that some people it may not be comfortable for. But what I have found in my lifetime, sometimes I've sustained injuries. I play a lot of tennis. My one knee just doesn't feel as great as it used to. But it actually hurts me more if I'm sitting. They call it theater knee. My knee locks up if I'm sitting. If I go out for a walk or if I move around, it feels so much better. And I want to try to shout it from the mountaintops to people that maybe don't have enough activity in their life. If you just get out there and just start, take that first step, you will feel better. I know it is hard for some people, but but if you just get moving, it can change your life. I, I agree 100%. I know I do some personal training on the side. Uh, I had a client who was relatively young, and because of congenital difficulties, he had bilateral hip replacement. And I know uh, his rolfer, who I'm friends with, and I, we kept uh, trying to tell him to get a standing desk, trying to tell him to get a standing desk, because, you know, with sitting, he was having a lot of discomfort. And he was able to get a standing desk, and one of his comments was, you know, this is great. I, I, uh, I stand, my hips don't get as stiff as they do when I sit all day, and when I get sore and I notice that my feet hurt, it's like that's kind of a sign, oh, I need to take a break and walk around a little bit. So maybe somebody doesn't want to stand all the time. I know you're a convert of standing all the time. I haven't sat down at a desk in probably four or five years, but I also know that there's some people who maybe they spend 
you know, a half hour standing. They take their little break, their walking break or their exercise break. Then they sit for a half hour. So they're moving in that they're working in different positions. And I know any of us who spends a lot of time sitting, uh, if we're traveling, driving, we're constantly adjusting the seat, constantly adjusting the seat heater. So why don't we take that into the workplace or the home place if we're working from home and spend some time standing up, spend some time sitting. And actually, I'm talking to you right now, and I'm actually walking around my upstairs because I seem to think a little better when I'm moving or standing as opposed to when I'm sitting. That is great. I'm actually standing during this podcast, so uh, that's good. We're both we're practicing what we preach. And tell us, how can we incorporate a little more movement into our life. I know people know park the car further away, take the stairs instead of the elevator, but what are some other tips to just get a little bit more activity and how much activity is needed for people? I think most people can say, how much activity do I need? Probably more than I'm getting. That's kind of a trite answer. (laughs) But I would say a, a, a good starting point is, can you accumulate 20 to 30 minutes of movement most days of the week? That's not necessarily the optimal. We'd like to see people do more, but we know many people aren't doing anything. So can you accumulate? Maybe that's a a five or 10 minute walk in the morning, a five or minute, 10 minute walk in the evening. And these walks, uh, or maybe you even jog can have a great benefit of maybe in the morning you use that to assimilate what you're going to do for the day. That's kind of my planning phase. You know, you think, what do I need to do? What are the priorities? And in the evening, especially if you've got a spouse or family members or a pet, a very brief stroll in the evening, that can kind of have a wind down effect. I know one of the jokes with COVID is the cats, if you have cats, are saying, when the hell are the humans going away? And the dogs are saying, this is great. So if you if you have a dog, a dog can encourage you to have more activity. And in addition, one final thing is far as incorporating activity is take a walk with your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend or neighbor. I know I've got a friend from college and she meets with a neighbor every morning at 530. I know some people are going, oh my God, I can't get up at 530. But they walk six or seven miles every morning and it's kind of their time. So I think if you treat it not so much as I have to do it, but something that you can do to either be productive, there's some people who take their phone calls, or as a relaxation phase or a centering phase or a planning phase, it can kind of be multitasking and have the benefit of not only am I moving, but I'm also doing something productive. I also say you're not going to do it if you don't like it. So if you really don't like to jog, don't jog. (laughs) Get on a bicycle or do something else. Do some yoga. There's a million ways to get your body moving. There's so many online apps now and online different programs that you can do. So there are ways to do it if you really want to. And you mentioned walking. When I was younger, I used to think walking was, oh, that's not good enough workout. I mean, I was always kind of a weightlifter and so forth. And now probably years later, I'm, I'm paying the price for all the running and impact stuff that I did. But I have been doing a family walk with my whole family, my son, my daughter, we bring the dog many evenings, not every single night, but many evenings. And it has been so nice to spend that time with my family to get a little physical fitness, get a little exercise. And I'll tell you what, it's very underrated. Walking is an excellent way to just get a little physical activity, keep your heart rate up. It's much better than people may think. I, I think that's that's a great point. I mean, two things on that. When I was training for my first Ironman way back in the late 1990s, my coach programmed in a 45-minute walk every day, and I still remember seeing the program and going, "I don't what? want to walk. I'm an iron. <laughs> I'm an Ironman," but I got to enjoy it. 
And then the other thing that I'll add with walking that uh, I just interviewed somebody for one of my podcasts, uh, a lady out of Canada who has a company called Urban Polling. If you say, I'm not getting enough of a workout from the walking, or maybe you have some balance problems because you have some health problems, or, or you're elderly and you've had some injuries, consider getting a set of walking poles because they can have two functions. They can help you with your balance. And if you really use them and pump your arms and move a little quicker, they can improve the aerobic workout that you get. So don't overlook hiking poles or walking poles that you may have seen with people doing things like through hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah. When I was in Arizona, that's everybody had them on the mountain. They use them, you know, because you, you kind of need them sometimes to help push yourself up. In Jersey, we don't have this problem, but in some areas where there are hills, you can pull yourself up. Just something as simple as walking, getting yourself moving, and making it a priority in your life. And that can make all the difference. And I think people don't look at it as a workout. Look at it as finding something you enjoy, the walking, maybe maybe it's running, maybe it's doing yoga poses, but just some sort of movement where if you get to the end of the week and you've done 80% of what you think you should do, you've had a successful, successful week of moving. And I always say to people, just like you schedule a business appointment, a doctor appointment, something for your kids at school, whatever it is, put it in your calendar. Make it a, an appointment with yourself or with someone, whoever it is, so that that you do it. Now, some people like to do it in the morning, get it done and over with, which is a great thing to do. We do it in the evenings when it's cooler and my husband's home from work. Whatever works for you, find that way to do it and stick with it. That's one of the things that we should say as well. Some people start all gun-ho and they get out there and they do it and then all of a sudden they fall off. If you just take your time with it, do what you can. Don't go five days a week. If you haven't walked at all, maybe you go two or three. Or if you haven't done any kind of physical activity, take it slow. And that way you'll ease into it and it's much easier to stick with. I always say life is a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. And I, and I think people have a tendency to look at what they see on social media and think, I need to do that. I need to do that much. You're doing your movement for yourself to improve your quality of life, to, to have more enjoyment. So judge what you're doing based on what you're capable of doing and what you're able to do based on other responsibilities in your life. Don't base it on what you saw on Instagram or Facebook or what somebody tweeted that they did over the weekend because everybody's an individual. And one more thing I want to say before we wrap it up, and that is you are setting an example. If you have children, you are setting an example for your kids. And I always say this, children learn from what we do, not from what we say. So if you're telling them not to smoke while you have a cigarette in your hand, that's not really the best way to set the example. So if you're out exercising and you're doing physical activity, bring the kids with you. Let them learn what it's all about. We have a full gym in our basement and we all get down there and we lift weights together. And I'm so thankful and proud of that because I want my kids to have this in their life. It's one of the best gifts you could give them, Ben, isn't it? I agree 100%. I've had the opportunity to meet people who started running later in life uh, because they wanted to set a good example for their kids. And now their kids ask them, they find uh, 5Ks or, or walking events and say, can we go do this this weekend? And that's such a healthier thing than saying, can we go to the mall and walk mm -hmm. around and buy things? Or can we sit in a movie theater? Because they're moving and not only are they setting their kids up, but their kids are setting good examples for their friends too. That is such a great point. Ben, tell us how we can find out more about your podcast. Our podcast is Moving to Live, M-O-V-I-N-G, number two, L-I-V-E. 
and you can find it. That's the website, movingtolive.com, or if you search for that on Instagram, you'll find all kinds of interesting posts and all around the ethos movement is a lifestyle not just an activity great i love ending on that and we will put this in the notes of the podcast thank you so much for joining us ben Warder, excellent information and i'm robin stoloff you are living well and we'll see you again next time